Big Dog Ball Talk, Matt Eckwood, Jordan Fliegel, NBA Finals. Game numero uno. Jordan, do you know I spoke Spanish? No, well, keep going. Uh, she take my dinero. Uh, cuatro cinco. Ocho cinco. I'm, I'm pretty good. I'm, I'm pretty versatile. I'm down with, uh, nice. you know, languages are a passion of mine. Uh, yes. they, used to call, they used to call me the human Rosetta Stone back in the day. I was just bridging gaps with everybody. Yeah, you. I think you might have coined the phrase. <laughs> There's another nickname I think I remember giving you, but uh, it's not important. Um, yeah, um, I uh, I didn't know you could speak Spanish. Uh, that's that's really impressive. That's really good. Yeah. And, um, uh, is uh, okay, Have you been able to pick up some Spanish over the, uh, the, uh, the last, uh, you know, I don't know, a couple of years? Yes, yes, uh, I know some words. Uh, bastardo, um, 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 oh, a bunch of swear words, um, mainly. What does what does bastardo mean? I don't know, Matt. I, I can't even. I can't figure it out. I, I don't we'll have leave... the slightest. <laughs> well, we'll leave that one up to the philosophers. You know, that's that's their job, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, it's Matt Eichhorn, Jordan Flegel, Big Dog Ball Talk. Um, you know, maybe a Big Dog Spanish talk sometime. I don't know. We'll go international, like house hunters. Yes. Um, but uh, it, it, it it'll be a good time. Uh, so yeah, if any of our Spanish listeners are listening to us, uh, you, know, you and I, a... I'm I'm like Luka Doncic when they played the Mexico game, and you're Blake Griffin. Who, True. Luka gives the whole impassioned, you know, because he played in uh, Spain. <laughs> you come out, hola Mexico. That's all I would like, want to do. You are Blake Griffin, Matt. You kind of look like pretty Blake. well. Me and Blake probably have the if me and Blake like in his prime because right now I would wash him. Uh, if we had a dunk <laughs> contest, <laughs> if we had a dunk oh, yeah, contest, yeah, 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 the dunks, yeah. Sure. Buddy, I got Chuck would train me, and mm-hmm, in, mm-hmm. Tw- in twenty four months, I'd be throwing down windmills and stuff. There's no way he could play. He deal with me if, we, yeah. if I really had time to prepare. Yeah. Um, but you know, some some people have real jobs. Blake, <laughs> you don't just play basketball. Um, but uh, some guys who do uh, play basketball for a living. Uh, the Celtics, the Warriors. Um, the Celtics taking Game One of the NBA Finals in a pretty crazy uh, fourth quarter. There, yeah. uh, one of the one of the craziest. Game ones, I think I've seen in quite some time. Uh, maybe since the Warriors last time, uh, or pardon me, uh, one of their last times in the finals when uh, J.R. Smith didn't know the score. Yeah. Um, 120 to 108 in favor of uh, the Boston Celtics. Uh, both teams shot pretty similarly, but it really came down to that fourth quarter. The Celtics just couldn't miss, and the Warriors couldn't buy a bucket there. Um, Jordan, initial impressions after game one uh, for you here, because, yeah, the, the, there's a lot to break down, a lot to talk about in this game. Yeah. I think I have I have a few things that stick out. One, I'm mainly just very happy because I think the series is going to go re- like long six, yeah, probably mm-hmm. seven. I think everything that both of these teams did in this game, they can do again. Nobody shot it like you 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 mentioned it there. Every the, all, all the stats are pretty much similar. The rebounding numbers for you know, team wise, pretty much the same. The amount of shots yeah. each of them got, even the you know the three point percentage. Boston shot a little bit better, but Golden State was still as a team above forty percent. I think like forty two percent or something like that. Yep. So there was there was no like reason to think like oh Boston won this game because they did this extremely well and you know something can really shift and the series will be over quickly. I really I really don't believe that's that's what's going to happen. So I'm mainly just pleased that the I think these two teams are going to play each other close uh, in, in every in every game down the stretch. And I know this game didn't end up as a close one but you know with five minutes to go it was still close before the uh the warriors couldn't buy a bucket for the last yeah. whole five minutes of this game like i was watching it they, they went scoreless uh they gave up two like scoreless runs because boston came out firing in the fourth early mm-hmm. they went on like a 9-0 run to start the fourth quarter and and did, did cut into that 
deficit that the Warriors had, had sort of ballooned in the third. And then, yeah, like the, the end of the game, like they, they just, they were completely locked in on Steph and the Warriors couldn't get anything else going. And I thought Steph had a few chances where I was like, okay, shoot the ball, you're open. Uh, oh, yeah. Passed out of it. And then boom, the Celtics are completely recovered on everyone else. And the shot clock's running low, and there's no there's no advantage to take you know to to for anyone to to get to the rim or get an open look at any shot. And uh, the Celtics defense they were they were just doing work, but I don't know. I I thought you know Steph was just uh, he needs to be more aggressive at the end of the game. I know he was super aggressive at the beginning of this game, hit all those threes in the first quarter. Um, you know, and any sort of space he 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 got, he took, um, and he was doing you know typical Steph things. But they they really need that from him at the end of games because. I, I think it's easy to forget, especially with how relatively easy the Warriors' path to the finals has been, that they can look kind of stinky on offense against the, like the best defenses at the end of the yeah. de- at yeah. the end of games because outside of Steph, they don't really have uh, you know the obviously it goes without saying they don't have Kevin Durant anymore. But even before that, they had all these guys who are a little bit younger and a Draymond who could would look to score a little bit more. And a Clay who is way, way, way better than he is right now, and and you mm-hmm. know we've talked about Clay a bunch. No, you know this isn't Clay's fault by any means, but um, you know even in this game, like he he can only do you know he's he's just such such a limited version of his former self, and you really can't. He, he's got to basically be wide open. Like if he takes someone off the dribble, he had that kind of leaning left mid range shot over Horford or one of the Celtics bigs, and I that that he made kind of fading along the baseline later in this game and i was surprised by that i was like wow okay nice uh, clay because yeah. like uh, the, uh usually it's just you know a set shot you know maybe like a one dribble uh sidestep those are really the only shots he's going to take unless it's like an open layup um he's so, pretty much this, like, this season been like a kyle corver with some drip yeah exactly i know yeah all the all the little offensive things that he used to be able to do just aren't quite there and that's you know it's it's not uh it's not like a fatal flaw for the warriors they're still in the nba finals for god's sakes but it's something they used to have that they just don't have anymore and um i know i'm i'm curious what you thought about wiggins is game last night because i thought he played okay but i still even though he had 20 points and, and shot pretty efficiently not not so good from three but overall he was fine um i think he needs to be more aggressive somehow some way i don't know how it's hard to say that though because of Boston's, you know, wealth of amazing defenders that can deal with him. Sure, yeah. I mean, uh, of course, we got to get into Wiggins talk soon. Super. Yeah, we got to go right uh, away. Super. super I'm, I'm super excited to, you know, uh, I, I announced that I did put down. I think it was uh, twenty bucks on him to win Finals MVP just nice. for the culture, just for the yes. culture. So, um, you know, I, I got to live That's up. Nothing to, this, to us. I, I got to sit on that uh, that uh, that that two year take that I, I've had for for. <laughs> Yeah, again, two years, I guess. Uh, but yeah, w- Wiggins, uh, the only note I had to get about him specifically from this game that I had written down was his jumper is broken. Um, his he like he gets all these wide open looks like if I was the, if I was the Celtics, I wouldn't even bother to play any defense on him at this point. Uh, when he's out on the perimeter, I really wouldn't. Uh, the, he he missed. He shot two for seven, and every single one of them were wide open. Um, but you know when he does I take know. it to the rim, he was getting you know right past the bigs. There was a one of one of the takes. I think it was the first or second quarter. He he drives through uh, right through the lane. Al Horford contests it, and it looks like it's going to be just really good defense. Uh, big bodies him, and then yeah. Wiggins kind of bounces off him and like floats in the air. Yeah, uh, for like a come to God uh, moment for just <laughs> a split second, and then he uh, just kind of drops it. In. And it gets the two um so 
I, I do think that he could be, you know, a lot bigger in this series if he really wanted to, if they want to get a game plan around that. Uh, I mean, he took the second most shots of the uh, of, of the game, but you know, Wiggins, Wiggins, I didn't think was a, too much of a problem. I think he also, you know, chipped in pretty well defensively. Um, you know, my my biggest problem, the you know, comes in. There's two things. One, Draymond Green, two for twelve. That's pretty brutal. Um, I know yeah. that he was kind of chucking some shots at the end of the game to try and get the back in it because apparently, yeah, that's that's what you want when you're down uh, and you're struggling. Draymond Green just just try to shoot you out of it. Um, yeah, uh, that, that's what everybody wants. Um, but Steph Curry, uh, I know you kind of talked about it there for a, a quick second. Like, I don't think I, I can remember the last time there was somebody who had scored 34 points in the NBA Finals, and afterwards, I was kind of like they kind of sucked. And they kind of choked at the end of there because yeah, because it was all earlier in the game. Like he, he, it was, he, he's nowhere he had, in the fourth. He had 21, 21 points and six threes in that th- in that first quarter, and then he ended up finishing with thirty four points and seven threes. So he yep. had one more three and fourteen points over three quarters, yep. um, and he only chipped in five assists, and that was tied for a team high with Draymond Green. Okay, but also Kavon Looney. Hey huh? Loon. Yeah, I don't get that. We're gonna do a um, loon like call for Kevon Looney. We, gotta, we should get a Alex, loon call. Alex, can you insert a loon call every time we uh, say Kevon yeah. Looney's name? Or or your best impression of a loon? I'd also like to hear that. Uh, maybe a side by side. Get our viewers guessing, like a halftime game. Uh, is it Alex or animals? Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I digress. Uh, we uh, you know I like Kevon Looney again. He he did his thing, uh, but when it was like him getting five assists has come more circumstantial, you know, him just dropping yeah, the yeah, ball yeah. to the perimeter. But um, yeah, I didn't think Steph really did anything after that first quarter to help his team. Um, you know, he had that offensive foul uh, down the stretch that kind of sealed the uh, the game, in my opinion, uh, yeah. of the fourth quarter. And, you know, he looked frustrated. He looked pissed off. And I, I definitely don't want to start that kind of a narrative. I know some people have already kind of started pushing it, uh, even as far back as, uh, you know, 2019. But Steph, it really feels like is trying so hard to get a finals MVP. It really does like that at times, like the way, and again, the, the, but he was taking over. Like I, I actually, again, one of the notes I'd written down, I was just kind of writing down my thoughts as the game was going on. Uh, you know, I had Curry playing like it's any game. doesn't yeah. even matter. Like he did, he wasn't phased by the moment at all. And I still no. don't think that that was what kind of was his crutch in the end of the game. I don't think that he was scared. I don't think he was shook. I just think the Celtics defense kind of almost lulled him to sleep at the end there because yeah. they were doing that weird prevent defense or where they just drop down and yep. let him pull up and take all those shots and then when you know Ime went huh maybe this is a bad call yeah uh they finally you know pressed up on him and then he had a lot more difficulty getting shots out there because again the Celtics defense was pretty suffocating uh all yes. game um except for maybe the the third quarter when the the, the Warriors went on there a uh, bit of a run there but the the Celtics ended up finishing that quarter on a 10-0 run anyway so yeah. um or, or perhaps as a second uh, so forgive me if I'm uh, wrong there but um if we're going to focus in on one player um I want I want to give Derek White some love yeah, uh great because game. as the playoffs have kept rolling around I mean I, in San Antonio everyone knew he could kind of get buckets but he wasn't really anything else uh you know special Derek white was at was probably the catalyst to uh, for change in this one that really brought the the celtics back into this one you know he hit yep. a couple of big shots uh him and al horford were, were making it rain from three uh we got a shout out yeah a big man al horford was six threes yep. in his first nba finals game talk about not being afraid of the moment 26 mm-hmm. and six for him yep. um but Derek white coming off the bench dropping 21 points five uh, for eight from deep as well um he he was phenomenal uh and if they can get that kind of scoring especially when Jason Tatum is playing pretty stinky, as you like to say, pretty yeah. bad, pretty brutal. Um, nothing from Jason Tatum. Uh, you know, th- this was kind of one of those games that we've talked about before. Um, you know, where Jason Tatum looks like he's 
I don't know. I'm not. I'm trying to think of the right way to put this because he's not a bad player. And even when he's out there, like this time, I thought maybe it was jitters, was finals jitters. I don't know, but we've seen this before where he'll and, and as you said, you know, it's kind of you want that consistency. You don't want yeah. him to just kind of have. Oh, I'm gonna have 12 points tonight, but next time I got you for 40. Like you yeah. don't like that friend that's like, you know, hey yeah. man, I forgot my wallet. You pay for sushi this time. I, I got you next time. I swear. I and was like, that maybe, friend. I really was. Yeah, and it's like maybe they're good for it, but you don't really know until they they prove it. So I'm uh, I'm I'm definitely a little. I'm gonna I'm gonna, I've got the panic button ready out for for Jason Tatum well, if hold, I so choose to slap it. Yeah, hold on though, Matt. I, I have a trivia question for you. Do you know who mm. is the uh, as of right now after this game one the Total assists leader of the playoffs throughout the entire, uh, this, this, entire this, playoffs. Yeah, this year's player, and not per game, total assists. So I'm assuming it's Jason Tatum, just because you brought it up after talking with Jason Tatum, and he had yeah, it's Jay Tate's baby. Yeah, yes, I, it's, to be it's fair, Jason I would Tatum. never have guessed that. I would never have I know. guessed that otherwise. I was, I was surprised too, but I just, uh, I, I agree with you about the consistency, everything we said before, but. I think he finally did what I was saying uh, that I would really appreciate seeing from him when he did have those rough shooting nights or when his game offensive game wasn't on. Like I, th- I thought some of the passes he was making were incredible last night. Like Still I thought winning basketball. Yes, yes, and and you, you always like to bring up too. He always, you know, he's consistently competes. Um, you know, on the defensive end, he he grabbed five rebounds, which I thought you know was was fine. You know that helped to contribute to things. You know he. He he had a steal in there. He he was didn't put himself in any sort of foul trouble. Um, obviously the three for seventeen and and one for five from three, no good. Uh, you you've got to be better than that. Uh, again, especially if we're going to con- consider you like a top five guy. But the thirteen assists, he could have had even more. Like uh, and you know the way he was getting into the teeth of the defense and kicking it out, it wasn't just like, I it, it I've I've seen him in the course of a year make like five different playmaking steps. Uh, like initially it was like, I don't even want to give up this ball. Uh, I just want to, you know, go and take my Kobe contested shot. And I was yeah. like, okay, Jason, you, you've got, you've got to get the ball out and then you'll get it back. And he's like, okay. So every now and then he'd get the, he'd, he'd pass the ball to somebody else, especially when there was, you know, he had extra attention on him. And then it was like, okay, Jason, that's good. Now do it like quicker, you know, sort of as the defense is coming, you'll get guys open shots. Uh, and then he gives it up quicker. And now he's at the stage where not only is he willing to give it up and give it up at the right time, he's actually making a play to be a passer. He's actually getting into the teeth of the defense with the plan to whip it over to Tice uh, for his yeah. one three in the corner with the plan to, you know, get it eventually swung back out to Marcus Smart on on the wing for a three. Like he's actually he I think the best advice for Jason Tatum going forward in his career is. You've got the Kobe shit down. You've got the tough shots. You've got the fadeaways. You've got the arsenal. Be more like LeBron now. Like, go out and try and draw people to you and make plays with the intent of being a playmaker, not just the, oh, I I went to try and score. Now this, you know, this double and this attention's coming on me. Now I'm going to pass it. Make plays every now and then, uh, like he was doing last night, where the the whole point is to draw people and you know exactly where you're going to eventually pass the ball. Because that is we've seen it with LeBron for like uh, basically his entire career. That is an efficient offense just all by itself. Like you don't have yeah. to worry about anything yeah. else. You're like that if, if you can mix in your own scoring with that ability to go in with the, you know, playmaking mindset, uh, he's just going to be, I, I think that's what's going to unlock him as a player even more and, you know, raise his ceiling all, all that much more. And I think that's why I, even though he had a bad scoring game, I wasn't even that mad with his performance last night. I, th- I thought he did fine. I didn't. I, I, I probably would have guessed he had closer to eighteen or nineteen. Yeah. Like I, I, I didn't think he played like 
horribly. I knew he was kind of struggling out there, but uh, yeah, I definitely did. I wouldn't have pegged him for a three for seventeen night. Uh, and he didn't wasn't feel that bad. And he wasn't like sulking out there, like bad body language or well, like complaining thing, that much. Right? Like he was just, he was just, he just kept going, and he was making great reads and great passes. Yep. And that's why I'm like, you know, if you're gonna. I think that's what happened in his last bad game. He had low, way low assist totals. He had like three or something. And I was like, if you're going to shoot badly, at least, you know, get out there and get other guys involved, do something. And I thought his, his, you know, his fingerprints were all over this game, uh, even with a, you know, 12 point effort. And uh, I mean, if you're a Celtics fan, if you're going to point to anything, it's that you, you beat the Warriors in game one and Jason Tatum uh, scored like less than half of the points you normally rely on him for. So, you know, there's a, there's a, uh, a lot of, I'm sure, very positive thinking Celtics fans out there right now, even though I think that, you know, the series is, like I said at the beginning, going to go back and forth. Um, yeah. And, I, and I, I think the Warriors have all the tools and ability to bounce back. But um, yeah, the, and, and the Celtics, like, they didn't look scared to me. They didn't look that rattled. I thought they came out no. and, and everybody, you know, from smart to, to um, you know, to Jalen Brown, who had an awesome end of the game. That, that's another thing, too. The Warriors have a lot of tough, like Steve Kerr has a lot of tough decisions to make because at the end of that game, you want Poole out there, uh, you know, in theory, to give you some more offense. And he, he hit a deep three there in the fourth. He, he he was playing okay. But he was just getting picked on so many times by Jalen Brown. It's just yeah. screen him, bring yeah. him up. And he's like, he's it's like he's not even there. He's like a cone. He's a really bad defender. I think... That's something Skinny you know. Guy too. Gets he's just beat up down low. You can't really impose himself physically. No, no. He he he'll get destroyed by anybody out there. So I think it's it's really you know it's going to be a tough decision whether Steve Kerr is even going to play him. I would lean towards you know only playing him through the middle part of the game. You know when when the matchups are right. Maybe you know I don't know when when one of Tatum and Brown at least are sitting um, and you can maybe sneak some you know quick buckets out of him. But down the stretch of the game, I just thought it was a mistake because Jalen Brown just went right at him. And Jalen Brown was going right at Clay Thompson too, which was the other biggest thing I'm worried about. Jalen Brown Clay. was the man. He was he the was man awesome. last night. He was he great. Had a, he had that one highlight play where he swat Looney uh, after mm-hmm. they uh, they turned the ball over. He gets the ball back going the other way, and he throws. He gets just he, yeah. He I'm pretty sure he, it might have been Clay. He just kind of d- doesn't even do a, an actual hezzy or anything. It's that kind of move where they pick the ball up and just throw the shoulder. And yeah. they kind of it's kind of like playing chicken when you do that move. You pick the ball up when you move to the other side, kind of your dominant hand, and you throw the shoulder, and it's like, I'm going to give you a clip here. You're going to get chicken-winged if you don't get out of my fucking way. Clay subsides. Yeah. He moves over. He does the revolving door, and then he throws down kind of a, a LeBron-esque in the finals, you know, uh, on the way on the way back, uh, Tomahawk. And, uh, again, yeah. he also had a great game too. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, I, I definitely agree with what you're saying about Jordan Poole. Um, like, it's just, Honestly, how are you going to play him? I don't. Well, think of think of it this way. I and I don't have the numbers brought up, but this is something that I've kind of been thinking a little bit, and maybe uh, you know for next podcast, uh, I'll I'll check it out, especially if he has another uh, like weaker game. Obviously, in the first round, he had the he was going insane and he was blowing it up. Yep. Everybody was going crazy. Even in the second round uh, against Memphis, he was playing pretty good. Um, he was non-existent against Dallas. Like I don't, yeah, I can't no. think of a single game. He maybe, may, who knows? Maybe, maybe I'm forgetting a game here or there. Like no, he, played, he didn't need him. Really it's well. not like he went off. But no, I don't. No, I don't think he had even like a 20 point game. I think I he. Think pretty, so I think since the, like I don't know if he's getting kind of tired because again, this is his first playoff run. Like this is his yeah. first real deep run, and that does take a toll on their bodies. Like you hear any of these former players or current players say, like it's not easy 
to uh, you know play your 82 game season, go all the way through the playoffs, and then when the finals come to bring your best. Um, and uh, you know I think that that's kind of what's showing here a little bit, uh, a little bit of fatigue, a little bit of age, uh, and uh, lack of experience here from Poole. Because uh, yeah, I haven't seen anything from him that you know warrants that. Like I think that you know he'll still get paid. He'll probably still get that big contract at the end of the season. The Warriors, uh, I've heard are planning on extending that to him but you know i think if i was them if you want to leverage your uh you know your contract talks a little bit you can go hey uh jordan uh instead of uh you know the 60 million that we were thinking how about uh we do 55 uh or 52.5 <laughs> something like that yeah. because your finals performance was pretty shit um yeah. and that's kind of how it's been so far and again if you're only going to be on oh if you're going to be a one-dimensional player you got to at least chip in on that one side of the ball um yeah. like if we're on like we want to split hairs here um, you know, obviously Gary Payton didn't end up playing, which is kind of weird because there was so much hype around if he was going to play or if he wasn't. And then, then they were like, oh yeah, he's going to dress, he's playing. And then he didn't end up, I mean, technically he played at the end there when they emptied the benches. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I was kind of expecting him to come out at some point. Um, yeah. Obviously, I guess Otto Porter being back in the lineup kind of helped them. Uh, with and Iggy but, and Iggy But that, yeah, and that's what I was going to say. Iggy comes back and he gets, you know, he plays a good amount of minutes here and he hit a couple tough shots. He hit a, a nice yep. midi at one point. He hit a, a three pointer right around the end of the shot clock. Uh, and he was good on defense. I actually, like another guy who I kind of keyed in on uh, with my post game notes, like I thought Iggy was really good. Yeah, they're uh, going to need him. Kinda, they're going to need kinda him. Kind of looking like the finals MVP. Uh, yeah, Iggy, hey, you know, let's go. Um, Imagine. But yeah, I, I, I was really, uh, yeah, I was really impressed by him. Again, pretty much just. Putting, like coming in off like an LA fitness guy hadn't been to the gym in uh you know a couple months and now he's just playing in the NBA finals like it's nothing uh I was, yeah. I was really happy with you know his play um I think that he will probably get a lot more minutes going forward especially if he can shoot the ball effectively from deep um because yeah. you know with Clay we're not so sure how consistent he's going to be uh Jordan Poole see Clay Thompson um yeah I'm not uh yeah. I, I I think that you know as you said Steve Curry is definitely going to have some uh some interesting personnel decisions to make uh, throughout the course of this. And I think that, you know, obviously Gary Payton, they don't trust him to be 100% here. If they need him down the stretch, I think they're going to have to force him back out there and hope that the the elbow is doing okay. He doesn't take any spills or anything. But uh, I definitely think it's going to be tough for him to keep the elbow healthy because he's such a gritty guy that he's physical, he's diving for loose balls and stuff. I think that that's a pretty easy injury for him to re-aggravate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's there's a lot of you know juggling that they're gonna have to do that the the, the Warriors staff like they're I think they used to they they were luckier in the past they used to have more uh, well they used to have basically a roster full of two way guys so there was no like real like oh should we yeah. play this guy you know should we um there there was pr- pretty much they they had their lineup that they knew worked um and they would just filter guys into it um but yeah like there's I, I think they're going to need Iguodala and Peyton like a lot in mm-hmm. this series. Like they need both of those guys and Otto Porter. Like uh, they, they they need him to, you know, I, I thought he had a pretty good game last night. He shot the ball well. And I think, you know, the, the, the defense these, that he plays, um, I think maybe sometimes people slightly overrate it. Like he, he mm-hmm. kind of got lo- lost a few times out there uh, later in the game. I think he left, uh, it was, I think it was Jalen Brown. It's either Brown or Horford that he left pretty wide open for a three in the corner um, and, you know, just kind of fell asleep. But his his size and athleticism they're they're going to need it too and he can hit shots on the other end so he he's the perfect guy to bring off the bench for them and yeah just just those type of guys i think are just going to be more valuable than jordan Poole. i think you can only play jordan Poole in very very limited minutes uh, or or you're going to get burned here cuz 
yeah, like you already have Clay, who's a bit of a liability defensively. You're going to keep him out there because of the way he can, you know, go off every now and then. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, you, you can't really get away with having both of those guys out there that much. Um, and I don't know how much of a series Kevon Looney, like how how uh, valuable he's going to be. Like, I know they're going to have to play him sometimes. You know, they, they match him up with Robert Williams. But I think the Warriors, if I was them, need to lean in more uh, to going small to try and force some of the Celtics bigs off the floor because Get that death line up out there. Yeah. I, I really don't see how, you know, playing bigger with Looney is going to help them because I think that just allows Boston to put, you know, their bigger lineup of Horford and Williams out there or, 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 or Grant Williams and Robert Williams. Like I think if, if golden state can force Boston to only play one big to match up with them, I think they'll be better off because, but even then it's like, not, it's not even like they're getting beat up down low. Like no, they don't need the size down low because Al Horford's shooting fucking threes the whole game. Well, that's exactly. I he that's looks why like, he like, looks like the long lost Splash brother. He's like Splash cousin, Splash he uncle. Was, I don't know. He was from the top of, from the top of the arc, just letting it fly, no hesitation. I was like, wow, big Al, you're uh, you're you're ready for your first finals. Uh, yeah, that that was so impressive. You 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 hit the nail on the head before. You know, it was Horford and and White giving you more than you know you you could ever have expected. Um, and yeah, that was that was the propeller. Both those guys played played great, but like. And and Horford, I think for the Celtics needs to continue to play great. But like Robert Williams too, uh, I, I thought he made a pretty decent impact when he was out there. He, he didn't miss any shots, and he had four blocks. Like he was he yeah. was protecting the rim nicely. But like, yeah, you just gotta you gotta find a way to get him get him off the floor. And I know I know like I I think Ime even if the Warriors do go small with Draymond as the only real big might just keep Robert Williams out there uh, and put him on a perimeter guy so he can fly from the corner and come in and, you know, swat yeah. shots out of there. But I still think that if you're the Warriors, you can adjust to that and sort of bait him into coming and helping him and, you know, finding whatever guy he leaves. Because he does like to kind of leave his guy and play that safety role and come in, you know, have the huge highlight block and, you know, fly through the yeah. air. And I think you can, if you, if you have some shooters out there, at least you can kind of take advantage of that and turn that into a bit of a weakness. Um, so yeah, I, I don't, I don't know it, it, for me uh, on the warrior side of thing is the pool and loony minutes. I'm like, can, can we maybe switch that out? Honestly, if I was Steve Kerr, I'd give Kaminga a try. I'd dust him off and throw him out there just to hey. defend, just, just to throw him on and be an irritant and a, you know, defensive pest on Tatum or Brown because, uh, you know, and then, you know, if you get those turnovers, you, you, you play good enough defense and you get out running, that's where, you know, Kaminga, you, you can forget about how he doesn't really know how to play basketball and kind of forgets, uh, you know, the, the, the sets and, you know, offensively and defensively, all that stuff. If you get him out in the open floor, uh, you know, he, he knows what to do. He's, he's a big body and he can, yeah. uh, you know, he just has to run the floor and, and you know, to, to take a layup or a dunk. And even, um, even if he's not a good shoot, free throw shooter too, just try and get, get a couple foul calls your way. Yeah. Just make, make them foul you. Cause he's just so athletic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I think this is way more of a series for him. Um, and we'll see, you know, I, Steve Kerr's always, he kind of doesn't play him unless he absolutely has to, but I think we might almost be at that point already. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I think, I think just this, this series is going to be kind of like a pendulum. I just really see, you know, I, I, I think Boston for what they're capable of, like, I don't think they're going to shoot, uh, what was it? 21 of 41 from three. They're not going to shoot 50% from three every game yeah. like that. That was and, and especially, you know, those Al Horford and Derek White threes, the, the, those guys are going to go through stretches where they just can't hit anything. And I think mm-hmm. that those are the games that Golden State are going to win. And I think it's just going to really be a kind of back and forth series, really, really even, probably more even than I even thought it would be. I thought Golden State would, especially in the first game, Golden State tends to jump out on on, on people and kind of surprise people uh, or they have mm-hmm. historically in the finals. 
Um, but I think I think there's just it's going to be like a chess match. There's going to be a, a, a lot of different things kind of thrown around. But at the end of the day, I think the talent is pretty pretty damn even on either side here, which is yeah, well, great. Finally, finally, hundred percent. Yeah, I am hundred uh, percent on board with you. Like even when you look back, like when Miami and uh, the Lakers went to six in the bubble, and it's like even though that went to six, that was never a close series. Like it was no, like I the didn't Lakers feel like had it, to play. Yeah. The Lakers had to play horribly, and Danny Green had to be yeah. Danny Green and miss like eight wide open threes including that one that could have won them the the chip in game five um which i'm pretty yep. sure fucked me over because i think i put my bet the house on them to cover the spread on that game and uh <laughs> yeah that was that was brutal or maybe that was the one that kelly olenic hit a layup just to be a dick and that oh yeah the spread too <laughs> i know i lost a lot of money betting the spread on that series uh don't bet the spread the on the nba finals uh just a, a better tip there quickly uh the uh the spread is uh literally less than 50 percent in uh nba finals history <laughs> Uh, or in the in the NBA Finals since 2010, so uh, not worth it. Um, but yeah, it's a uh, it, it's definitely a finicky thing. Speaking of, because again, you were saying it's such so even. I hope people were you know trying to beat the books here um, pretty well because the Celtics opened as plus 280 underdogs to win yeah. the series. You can bet that future, put some money down on it, and then when again they go up like this, 1-0. You can already cash out for a profit if you really wanted yep. to. Um, so I'm just, I'm just saying, you guys gotta you know get your get your bread up. You guys gotta start listening to me a little bit more. Uh, I don't know, Fleagle Fleagle's got some <laughs> uh, advice for you too there. But uh, yeah, it's a uh, it's I'm I'm really thrilled that it's it's going to be close as well. Um, but you know, as as we go forward here, what do each team need to do to uh, win Game Two, Jordan? Um, you know, the the first thing that comes to mind for me uh, in terms for the Warriors transition defense yeah. was yeah. not there non-existent yeah. um that got the celtics back into the game uh in that uh, that second quarter when uh you know they, they kept turning it over and nobody was able to get back it felt like the celtics yeah. were pretty much just doing layup lines uh they, they could have done the fucking three-man weave if they really wanted to yeah uh, ended it with a you know slap the glass after just to make sure you know that you had like a 20 inch vertical um so i'm uh, i I, I was really kind of concerned about that because, again, the Celtics are definitely the more athletic team uh, yeah. than the Warriors, so they're going to have to find a way to you know get like a safety valve back there uh, or you know maybe change up the game plans. You have more bodies on the inside so that you have more time to get back because I think that's really what killed them was uh, you know turnovers and then the, uh, the the poor transition defense. I think if, if there's anything Steve Kerr's got to you know try and figure out here, that's it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And just cut for both those teams, both of them, they gotta cut down on their turnovers because uh, when they have mm -hmm. those high turnover games, both of these both of these teams they they just they, they look like shit uh, at the end of yeah. the day. And uh, yeah, Golden State's gotta do everything they can to optimize what they can do offensively. Like they they've got to limit the turnovers hundred percent. They cannot give Boston live football turnovers because they're gonna be gone the other day or other way in the blink of an eye. Um, and, and you can't you can't just let Boston get these easy buckets. Um, and mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. uh, I think. If for Golden State, if they just kind of inversed, uh, I know it's easier said than done and not, uh, you know, technically possible, but if they inversed the way Steph Curry came out in this game, like if he was kind of more passive at the beginning, I, I kind of more, uh, you know, focusing on getting other guys involved, maybe, you know, getting Wiggins as many shots as as, as possible early in the game, finding sort of like, uh, you know, if, if, if Draymond can kind of have little instances where he slips slips a screen or like ducks in for for easy easy buckets same thing with clay getting him going early i think that should be the priority for the warriors and steph like i don't care how steph does at the beginning of the game cuz you need steph at the end of the game he's he's uh, the one he's yeah, he's the cheat code who's going to win you close games but uh, at at the end of last night's game he looked 
little a, a little sort of tired not not tired in the sense that I think it's going to continue but it looked like he really exerted himself at the beginning part of the game and really wanted to wrap this thing up in the third when they when they got that lead um he kind of it looked like he maybe like tweaked his ankle a little bit on, on one of his sort of shots I think I think he's going to be fine but he, he looked like there like was his just, ankle's never fine yeah well I know it, it, it can <laughs> explode at any minute but like his the the way he was you know sort of doing things at the end of the game uh it's just you, you can't have that if you're the Warriors because you, you need him to be able to, you know, shake free and, and hit and make, you know, take and make those tough threes, you know, slither to the basket, all, all the things that Steph does. You, you need that way more at the end of a game because these other guys are going to get tight. Like like Andrew Wiggins is going to get tight. Clay even is going to, you know, struggle to to get a good shot off. Um, so, like, I, I think, you know, if, if, if I'm the Warriors, I'm just telling Steph, you know, find everybody else first. Let the game sort of just come to you and slowly get aggressive, more aggressive as the game goes on because they need him at the end of the game. Um, and I think if, if they do that, they, they shoot the ball a little bit better. They get some production from a little more production from somebody and they shore up, you know, how they can play sort of offensively by taking care of the ball. That'll, you know, taking care of the ball better, turning it over less that'll help their defense automatically. Like if they can mm. set, you know, set it more, um, you know, play in the half court a little bit more. I think the Warriors defense can at least handle the Celtics. I'm, I'm you know, the, the Celtics are really good offensively too, but I think, yeah, if, if they just, you know, have their, have their half court defense set and they can sort of get those minutes with Looney out of there, get some guys who are a little bit more athletic, uh, you know, whether that is Kaminga or you just play Iguodal a little bit more, or you throw Peyton out there for a little bit, if he's ready next game. Um, then, you know, I, I think it's going to be much harder for Boston to score enough points. And then, you know, you, you keep it close and you just hope Steph Curry can, can bring it over, you know, bring you over the line at the end of the game or, or, or yeah. at the very least, you know, the, the Steph Curry, that's a good thing too. If, if, if you kind of lull the Celtics to sleep about, you know, not having to worry about Steph as much sort of as the game goes on and then he turns it on, that's when they're going to be scrambling and, you know, throwing, you know, Marcus Smart's going to be fucking taking off from the foul line, like diving out mm -hmm. at him to try and stop him from, you know, uh, if, if he's on like a little personal run like he likes to do, that's when you dump it to Draymond and you really get, yeah. you know, you get the Celtics defense shifting and that's when, you know, Wiggins is going to get a dunk or an open shot or Clay is going to get a, a shot. I think that's just the, the, the way that they've got to go. They've got to crank up the, the Steph production towards the end of the game. And that'll get other guys involved as well. Like the, the Warriors defense will not look so, or offense, I should say, the Warriors offense won't look so sluggish like it did at the end of the last game. Um, mm -hmm. And and for the Celtics, uh, I, I don't think there's as many adjustments. Obviously, you know, you won the game, but I think... Of course, it's all it's always different when you win the game. It, it is, it is. But like, I think they need to limit their turnovers as well. Like the, the Golden State had 14, uh, Boston had 12. So they, they didn't take care of the ball as much as they should have also. They're kind of a high turnover kind of variance team as well. Um, they've, got, they've got to cut down on those. And I, I, I don't know, it's kind of a balance uh, about whether you want to really ensure that Tatum has a better scoring game, like get it to yeah. him more in isolation more. I think you can try that a little bit, but... I think the Celtics are still the most dangerous when they're doing what they were doing last night, like moving the ball, letting it, you know, go to, you know, passing up good shots for great shots. And I think Tatum needs to just calm down. I don't want, I don't really want, I think he's playing into the Warriors hands. If he comes out next game, it's like, I didn't score enough. I got to go. Yeah, uh, give, yeah. give, I mean, I'm getting 50. I think he, he just, you know, he, he didn't shoot the ball well, but he still had an impact. I think he just, you know, as, as long as he's calm about it, just come into next game level headed, let the game come to him keep making those passes and correct reads. 
I think the Celtics are going to be right back in it the next game. They've just got to stay the course. Um, and the 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 only thing, you know, I, I don't know if they can, sh- that, well, they can't shoot any better from three. So that's going to be, they're going to have yeah, to find yeah. a way to manufacture points in other ways. And I, I think that will be Tatum. I think he just naturally will have a good game and a better scoring game next game. Um, but he, he shouldn't force it because that's when, no. you know, as soon as the Celtics, even as a team, start forcing it, uh, that's when they commit even more turnovers. They look bad. They get frustrated. And that's how they lose. So I think they just need to stay the course, know that the three-point shooting is going to level out. You know, they're not going to get those gifts that they got in last game from and those amazing games from White and Horford. But they've just got to stay the course, you know, keep pounding the rock. Uh, and they'll be in it. They've just got to stay not rattled. I think that's the yeah. biggest thing for them. Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, the, my my main takeaway, my key for the, the Celtics to win game two has to be, you know, get off to a hot start because they didn't yeah. have, a, I think the biggest lead that they had going uh, for the first three quarters might have been two or three points. And that yeah. was just, you know, when it was a, a tie ball game, you know, hit, hit one more shot to get possession. Uh, maybe, maybe it was six. I don't know. It, it's still... Wasn't they never had a double digit lead until the fourth quarter, um, and that's a really tough way to play basketball. You never want to kind of trail for the majority of a game, especially in the finals. That's not safe, uh, and it's just not going to you know generate the uh, the type of uh, team uh, offense or team defense that you really want. Because it's easy for a team to kind of fold uh, in that kind of situation, yeah. especially when you're playing as the Warriors. It took the Warriors a lot of missed shots for the Celtics to make that comeback. And people, you know, definitely need to, as, as great as the Celtics played, the Warriors also played like doo-doo. Um, yeah. So you gotta, you gotta kind of got to take the good with the bad here. And you can't just rely, as you said, you know, with Derek White and Al Horford to hit, you know, seven threes in the fourth quarter for you. That's not going to happen yeah. every game. It just can't happen no. every game. Um, so I'm, I, I think that they need to kind of, again, I'm not saying rely uh, solely on him, uh, but Jason Tatum has to go into the teeth of the defense and, you know, just try and make a couple tough shots again. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I agree. And get to the free throw line more. Yeah, I, I well, And that's the thing. Again, there was only 34 points scored in the paint for the Celtics, 26 points in the paint for the Warriors. They're not even bothering to try to go into the paint. They're all just pulling up and taking jump shots. This is like the most modern NBA finals we've ever seen. Uh, this is because yeah. I, I originally I was going to say, you know, oh, kudos to the rest for letting these guys play. Not a lot of free throws either side, but there's no free throws because there's no way to call fouls because they're not playing inside. Yeah. So I yeah. think if the Celtics want to, and because that's not really their game. When is this, when has the Celtics game been just shoot threes? They yeah. are tough, no, and it's like an athletic team. They need to get into the paint, and they need to yeah, kind of yeah. mix it up, play some bully ball, and they can, as you said. And you get they, you get Draymond into foul trouble. The Warriors yeah. are screwed. That like, they're yep. screwed. They 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 need him out there. So yeah, I, I agree. Attack, attack. I think yeah, I think if they can get to the rim, get the Warriors in foul trouble, and again, just dominate the paint, slow it down, ugly it up, and uh, don't let yeah. the Warriors play this uh, this pretty ball that they like to play. Uh, you yeah. know, let's, uh, let's let's see some big dogs uh, down low. Yeah, and, let's uh, go. You know, really, really. Really insert yourself, uh, but I think that that's the that's the way that it's gonna insert yourself it, down low. That's what Matt wants you. Everybody, insert yourself. Okay, I do it every night. No, okay, um, okay. But uh, you know, uh, something that everybody should be doing uh, at night is checking out our every social night. media at Big Dog Ball Talk. Uh, yes. Follow us Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, whatever the fuck you want. Uh, we've got it for you uh, at Big Dog Ball Talk. Again, uh, download five stars. Recommend it to all your friends. You already know the deal. This is uh, almost, I think it's episode almost 80, 79, something like that. Uh, you guys have been around here for a while that you, you know, the drill. So, uh, you know, go fo- hit that follow button at big dog ball talk. And, uh, we're going to keep the, the good times rolling after game two, uh, which again, we said Adam silver, he's in our pocket, yeah, uh, him out, yeah. line, lined up game one and two for our broadcasting success, uh, pleasure. I think that game three, our recap, we are going to be uploading the day after, uh, any of the games go down. So, yeah. uh, I think Thursday 
we'll have our first ever Thursday episode. We're we're not making you guys wait, uh, you know, an extra day for our takes that may not, uh, you know, I I don't want Skip Bayless to cuck us on anything. I know. Yeah, we got to get it up quick. We're so smart, you know. We're, uh, a lot of other, you know, the, the pundits are going to say similar things to us, but we need we need it out first so people, you True. know, they, they don't accuse us of uh, being copycats because they. I just want everyone to know they are the ones who listen to our podcast early, and that's how they get all their info and and go on TV. So you think? Um, do you guys think that that rat Bill Simmons was able to come up with uh, Jokic and the Jokicets on no himself? Way. No way! No fucking Not a way! Not a chance. Mark's uh, Mark Stein. No, somebody uh, uh, somebody stole my uh, Russell Westbrook to the Knicks trade idea, which I was also very uh, mm-hmm, angry mm-hmm. about. The these guys. We've they, had a they lot think... of ideas taken from us. But so many. Small. They 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 really they really uh, you know the they really like to pick on the little man. But uh, one day when we're like we're, Alex, we're are you? Them, we're do gonna you know... crush them. Yeah, Alex is uh, a mole. Uh, problem. Do you know law? Like, do you know any sort of you know? Is there any copyright? The, you know, he's he's our only employee, so you know, do you know I'm, anything I'm passing useful, this task. Alex? anything at all but everybody at big dog ball talk give us a follow and uh this is matt eichhorn with jordan flegel and as my good friend jordan always says i'm not even gonna say anything today alex do just a bunch of sound effects like every sound effect you've got in your little uh nice. thing right now here we go empty the catalog and we're gonna we're gonna go with that uh and now ended off with five straight uh air Come on, big man. One gun to Marco. <laughs> Maybe cut that, Alex. No, leave it in. Leave it in. Leave it in. Okay, that we're good. Nice.